Praise God. Move, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And worship you. Manifest yourself in this place, oh God. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, most high. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. You can remain standing just for a couple of minutes. Um, preach to you a, a, uh, a message um, that I believe is a word from God. Sometimes you preach messages. It's a something that's been on your heart, something that the Lord has been giving you, whatever. Uh, Sometimes it's uh, teaching, it's equipping. Obviously, it contains the Word of God, scriptures that are the Word of God. You can read a scripture in the Bible, and we understand and know that it is the Word of God. So I didn't say I'm going to preach to you the Word of God. I said I'm going to preach a word from God. I believe I have a word from the Lord for some of you in here. It is the word of the Lord for everyone, but it is a word for some of you. I'm going to make a strong statement. I know it's strong. Sometimes I think people are under the impression that people like myself idiotically make strong statements not understanding the uh, weight of it. That's really not the case. In every strong statement, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with it. Sometimes you make a strong statement, somebody go, oh, oh. there is a purpose. Amen. And if this, this is a good message that, you know, it's a positive message. I'm, I'm letting you know right now, that's a positive message. Amen. But um, a lot of times we think statements that are made, we think that you know, everything's supposed to be all know, lathered up. If it's not lathered up, um, the preacher's just being hard or mean or cruel or whatever or something. It's not the case. As a matter of fact, you read God's word long enough, closely enough, and if you apply it to yourself, you would be, you know, you would think God is hard sometimes. So this strong statement, I'm kind of getting you ready for something and by the time I get it out you're going to say it's not that strong at all that's the purpose why that's why I'm doing all that it's a method to the madness I don't care what it takes don't 
get all antsy on me and start going to the bathroom like you can't hold it and everything else. Don't check out. Now, I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost, some of you are going to check out because you, you're tired of it. You're tired of hearing about it. And some of you, you lost hope and you lost, you've lost faith. You've given up. I'm telling you, don't, don't just check out. If you have a promise or promises from God, this message is for you. You'll hear things, I'm sure, undoubtedly, that you've heard before. Messages that you've heard before. Uh, now that I did all, I, I've done all that, make one more statement it's a repeat I'm asking you not to just write it off I'm not telling you this is for everyone in the building but what I'm telling you is that there are some people that need to hear this get a hold of it for themselves so I'm asking you please I know some of you have young children and, you know, you have to take them to the bathroom and, and all that. Understand all that. All right? But sometimes we go out these doors, we hang downstairs, we lollygag, we talk to other mothers. Nothing shouldn't be, there shouldn't be anything else more important to you than being in the sanctuary, trying to find out whether God has a word for you. Do what you have to do, hurry up and get back. And I know, like I said, it may seem strong for some of you. Not trying to offend anyone. But, and I know you've been standing. But I'm just going to say for myself. I have to, when I go outside of those, the sanctuary, I have to go out, use the restaurant. I'm hurrying up and I'm coming. I'm getting right back. And I don't want the people distracted. I'll say hi and everything else, but I don't want to miss the word of God. I mean, if you really believe God is speaking through the man of God, you wouldn't want to be hanging out. If that's what you really believe. Genesis chapter 36, 37, I'm sorry. I know I told you verse 3, but I'm going to start at verse 1. Now, I did not have any targets. I'm talking to everyone. So if the devil climbed your back and told you I was talking to you, just turn him out, turn him off, turn him out, turn him off, because I, didn't have, I did not have one target. Amen. Praise God. Can you put that fan off for me? One of you gentlemen. Amen. These guys come in with ties. I'm going to have to wear my tie the way these guys when coming in here yeah one wife said they look sharp <laughs> one who she's married to mm-hmm. amen that's right build up that man yeah he looking real good that's right come on now valentine's day is coming it's right around the corner come on 
That was about a half dozen rolls thing there. You got trying to get that dozen. Genesis chapter 37. We'll start at verse number one. And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph. Look how it switched. Didn't mention anything else. Didn't talk about anything else. Did not name his first son that was born unto him. Did not name the second son in, in order, sequence. Didn't talk about Reuben and Judah and so on and so forth. It didn't start that way. You would think he would have with the elders. But he said, these are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren. Did not name them, but specifically named Joseph. And the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Everybody say evil report. Joseph went and spied on his brothers, came back to dad, didn't have anything nice to say. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the father of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. We know it. Verse number five, Joseph dreamed a dream. And he told it his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. Now, if you, <laughs> your brothers already hate you because you've, you've been spying on them, regardless of uh, the reason. I know the father sent them. But I, I've, I've been a dad. And you're going to be seated in a minute. Don't worry. I said, you're going to be seated in a minute. I've been a dad. Some of you is like, ready. Heard that word, sick. Hopefully you stand up that quick. I've been a dad. And what I've known is that brothers and sisters stick together. They cover one another. They know stuff about one another that the parents doesn't know. And that's just the way it is. You can't get around that. Amen. And I tried to stay out of trouble when I was young. And I tried to keep some things hidden. But when Mama and Papa came in there with, the, with stuff they don't use anymore, thank God for that. I'm sorry. I'm ready. Hey, I'm ready. But we kept things close to the vest. But it wasn't this way with Joseph. And it's almost like he was a tattletale. Hello? Oh, you, you see that? It was like, he, yeah, he's ready to come bring this evil report. Now, the reason why he was bringing an evil report, I mean, he had this nice coat of colors on. So I'm going to keep on. You're still with me? 
Good, I hadn't lost you yet. We just started. He dreamed a dream, and they hated him yet the more. So now he's rubbing his dream. They hated him. He dreamed a dream, and they said they hated him yet the more. That's because he told them about it. He was throwing it in their face. And he said unto them, here, I pray you, this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we, are, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheep arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance to my sheep. Your sheep bowed down to mine, brothers. What do you think about that? Uh, you do something wrong, I'm going to tell on you. Check my coat out. It looks nice. Daddy gave it to me. <laughs> Furthermore, my dreams say you guys are going to bow down to me. Verse number seven. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheep arose and stood upright. Did I read that already? I think I did. Verse eight. And his brethren said unto him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us? Or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and his words. Amen. I want to preach to you, and I'm preaching tonight, I think, on the subject. When God's purpose exceeds your promise. When God's purpose exceeds your promise. Won't you clap your hands to him one time? Now, before you're seated, I'm going to ask you, well, why don't you go ahead and be seated? I know you've been ready to sit down. That guy holds you guys up, keep you standing and everything else. I'm going to keep you in shape. Amen. Praise God. Amen. You know, I ought to make it a video, you know, exercise video. Come on, stand up. Sit down. Wrap your hands. Hands in the air. Everybody making videos like that, making money. Just by telling people to raise your hand and stand up. I, I, you don't think? I, run around. Somebody take a lap. You know? Keep you going here. I want you to place your finger on your chest. And if you have a promise, I want you to tell yourself, I have a promise from God. Is there anybody in this room that feel like they have some promises from God? Oh, I was going to say I got the wrong address. Maybe go preach this somewhere else. Those promises hadn't come to pass yet. Anybody? As I said, some of you are automatically going to start turning this off right now because you're tired of hearing about promises. Not me. Well, good. That's great. But I know how it is. The Bible says hope deferred make the heart sick. When I have hope and it's deferred, it's taking a long time, my heart gets sick. Oh, here we go already. I'm off that already. And that's why 
people start getting all bent out of shape, they start getting bitter. And when a person starts getting bent out of shape and bitter, they start blaming everybody else. Nobody cares about them. They're all alone. All these feelings because hope has been deferred. And it makes the heart sick. So some people are just sick right now. You're sick because your hope has been deferred. You're sick in your heart, not your body. Because you've been waiting for God to do something for a while and he hasn't done it yet. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But the scripture says laughter is like a medicine. So when your heart is sick, because your hope has been deferred, won't you just get some medicine? The joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm feeling all weak in faith. I'm feeling like God can't answer my promises. I'm feeling down in the dumps. The, the joy of the Lord is my strength. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pledges forevermore. Oh, see? I don't want that. I want my promises. I don't want that. I want my promise, God. Give me my promise. It's like the prodigal. Give me what's mine. You better be careful about asking what's yours. Because you might be like the prodigal. You get what you think belong to you, then you check out. I'm out of here. Pastor Valley, how many times we see somebody, they've been praying for a job, praying for a job, praying for a job. Man, you see them in church all the time. You Man, they at the altar, first person to altar, praying, crying, yeah, being involved in the kingdom. They get that job, you don't see them anymore. You better be careful when you think that God's timing is wrong. Now, some of you are going to make me come right at you. I'm giving you a chance because I'm going to come right in front of you. Let you know I'm preaching to you. Nobody understands what I'm going through. People always turn to somebody else because they have something that they're going through. Like nobody is going through something. Well, mine is a whole lot worse. Then they get to comparing. You know? Well, you only had seven stitches. I had eight. Come on. I didn't feel, you didn't feel the eighth wave. You got seven, it doesn't matter how many you got. Well, I'm going through this. You don't know what I go through. I suppose to feel all sorry for you. I'm sorry. I'm not feeling sorry for you. I can feel for you, but I'm not going to feel sorry for you. And God doesn't feel sorry for you. Stop trying to make him feel sorry for you. Oh, uh-huh. I'm not even on it yet. The problem is you're... 
Your promise is exceeding God's purpose. Because you think it's all about your promise. I'm trying to help somebody. Yeah, we think it's when we, we got a promise, we got something we want from God. That's the, that's the pinnacle. That's the top. That's how it gets. I'm telling you, no. Your promise is not as far as it goes. I'm telling you what, God's purpose must supersede your Some people get disgruntled when God shows favor. You know, we're like hound dogs. Oh, I smell that over there. I smell that's God's favor. That's God's favor. Ready to attack God's favor because it's over there. Them hound dogs go crazy trying to get after that, that prey or whatever. As soon as they get that, all they do is go. I'm pointing. They go crazy when they're on the hunt trying to, you know. But when they get there. What do they do? They don't attack it. They don't do anything about it. When somebody else getting the blessing. I said when somebody else is getting the, the favor. Where it seems like the grace of God is over here. But it's not over here. Could it be? Just could it be? God is just watching to see what you're going to do. Oh, somewhere I read, rejoice with them that rejoice. Weep with them that weep. Seem like we rejoice when somebody's weeping. <laughs> I'm glad they're getting some of that. I, I'm not getting it all by myself. Somebody's rejoicing. <laughs> what, what, why, why is not happening to me? I know I'm not talking to anybody in the room. Joseph's initial focus, get, get this, his initial focus was on his future promise. It was all about him. And it caused him to take his focus off of the, the people that was in his present. I said his future promise caused him to take his focus off the people that were in, in his present. And all he could care about was I'm going to be something one day. My sheep was up here. And your sheep was bound to mine. And I don't care what you think about that. It was all about his promise. And because he had the promise of his future, he pushed aside the people that was in his present. He didn't really care about how they felt. As long as he can get his thing. He didn't care about his brothers. It was evident right there. Now, I'm not trying to make him to be a bad guy, but it, you read it. Read it. 
Now, I understand not preach. Who else was he going to tell? I understand that because faith, you know, you, you speak it and all that. But you look at what, what's going on with this story here. You, you can see what's going on. And, and, and because, <laughs> let's just face it. Now, God told him what he was going to do. I, wanna, I want you to hear me. God told him what he was going to do in the dream. Now, the next day when he woke up, God didn't do it. Guess what? God didn't do it next week. I got some disturbing news for you. God didn't do it next month. I got some disappointing, heartbreaking news for you. Oh, some hope deferring news. God didn't even do it the next year. And the way God's been working with me, when he's going to do something tomorrow, he just don't tell me. Because it's that close. There's nothing I need to do. But when God is going to do something way down the line, he's going to give me a dream. He's going to give me a vision. He's going to give me a word. He's going to give me a promise because I need something for it to come to pass. Oh, hallelujah. God has to work something in me to bring it to pass. Every single time God gave somebody a great promise, God began to work on them. Abraham received the promise when he was 75 years of age. And, and Abraham, he was the father of faith, but God had to work some things out with Abraham. Amen. There were some mistakes and some problems. And so we, it's about our disposition. Oh, hallelujah. During this journey, that's going to determine our position when we get to our destination. And so my disposition is going to determine a whole lot of things by the time I get to my destination. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, they're, they're connected. <laughs> and, and, and we're going along the journey. We're all along in our journey. And you don't know when to promise. You don't know the point of time. But God is checking out every point along your journey. He's checking out your disposition along your journey. Oh, hallelujah. And your disposition. Oh, Shanda Mahasata. Your disposition is going to determine how you end up and where you end up when, when it's time for you to get to your destination. You can make it pleasant or you can make it miserable. But God is going to work some things. God is going to work on some things. If you got a promise from God, God is entitled to do everything possible to get you to the place of fulfillment. And there, there are some things that God desires to do because it's not just about the promise. It's about God's purpose. I said God's purpose is bigger than my promise. And somewhere along the road, there has to be a shift and there has to be a change in my thinking and my mentality and the way, in my reason and everything else. God, what is your purpose? Who is that, Brother Bond? 
Brother Bob, I think you had some sort of illness, sickness, pain, something like that. He try, Brother Bob tried to figure that thing out, you know. He went to me. I was like, hmm. He went to uh, somebody. I went to the bishop. Bishop, just find out the purpose. I, 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 he may have said some more things, but I think that was the gist of it, right? You, you know, there is a purpose, for my, my friends. You know, here I am, and I, I, I was doing well. I'm feeling good, and things are happening, and everything else. Then all of a sudden, I got really sick. All of my, my systems begin to shut down. My circulatory system, my, my uh, 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 give me some more systems. My, uh, <laughs> now I got more. My respiratory system, my digestive system. Yeah. Right. Everything. Just, just start going crazy. My nervous system. Oh, so y'all think I didn't know that, huh? My skeletal muscular system. Come on now, huh? Don't let me throw that book out on you now. <laughs> I've been out of it for years, but it come back every now and then. Everything went haywire. I was worrying about 185 pounds. I dropped down to 157. I, it was bad. I looked at a picture the other yesterday, just yesterday. My face looked like it was imploding. Like, oh my goodness. And just and and even to this day, and you know what the bishop said? Oh God is just doing something here, you know, but God is <laughs> God is just working because what God's gonna do and all that, what he has promised for you and all the future, all this, that, and that, and the other, God has to put you through all this. Pretty much what he was saying. Because of God's promises. Oh, when God brings the promise, woo, I'm going to get it. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's about the promise. When you get that promise, hold on, honey. Here we go. It's like when you first get on a roller coaster. You just, oh, here we go. All smiles. Yeah. Here we go. I'm going to have me some fun. Oh, oh, oh. Somebody get me off of this thing. And then when you get off, you all smiles like you weren't afraid and didn't close your eyes. Yeah, honey. You want to go again? No, no, that's okay. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Joseph's persecution. The infamous pit. Potiphar's wife. And the prison cell was all a part of God's purpose and plan so Joseph could inherit the promise. No pit, no promise. No persecution from your brothers, no promise. 
No prison, no promise. No, I, I, no, 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 God, you didn't say that there was going to be a prison. You showed me the dream, and in my dream, my brother's she's bowed down before mine. You didn't show me a pit. You didn't show me persecution. You didn't show me Potiphar's wife that was going to accuse me of rape. You didn't show me all the misery and suffering I was going to have to go through. You didn't show me that. That wasn't a part of the plan. No, it was always a part of the plan. If God showed you the pit, I don't want the promise. If God showed you the prison, no thank you on the promise, God. If God showed you part of his way, no, 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 I'm not going to be accused of anything. No, if he showed you the stuff that you had to go through, you would say no thanks. Because it's his promise that leads you to his purpose. He doesn't show you the purpose. He shows you the promise. Oh, hallelujah, somebody. And so Joseph had to go through all that in preparation of the promise. Every promise, there's a preparation period. When is this going to end? I don't know. I can't tell you. I can't take this anymore. God says, yes, you can. God, I don't know if I can make it. God trusts you more than you think. When you don't feel like you can go on, good, because it's going to be God's strength that's going to get you through. The Bible says when Joseph was in, was in the pit, when he went down to, to, to Egypt in chains, when he was in the prison, when he was accused, every single time he went through something, the Bible says, but God was with him. And God was with him. When you're going through what you're going through, do you just have enough faith to say, hey, I still have God with me. I don't have my promise, but I have something greater than my promise. I have God with me. And if I have God, I have his purpose. I don't have a promise yet, but I have the one who holds all promises. My God. We need to change the way we think. Oh, high on the mountaintop when we hear about the promise. Yes. And then we start experiencing the valley lows before receiving the promise. Ah, I don't know. I just don't understand. Our oh, things aren't fair. I, you know. I, I'm questioning, uh, you know, I'm just going to lose my mind. And uh, is this thing really, and we start having, oh, here we go. We don't try to say we stop believing in God. We stop believing in God, though. See, because Abraham believed God, not believed in. And you, it's not about believing there is a God. When you, when you believe God, you believe his promise. 
That's why the Bible says, cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For ye have need of endurance. Put that, could you put that scripture on the, on the, put that on the screen, Hebrews chapter 10. Put that on the screen, verse 35. I'm going to see how fast you are. Come on, let your fingers do the walking. So snap, that's what they used to say. Snap. Cast not, oh, oh, hallelujah. Look at that. It's not that somebody took their confidence. The devil didn't rob them of their confidence. The scripture says, cast not away, therefore your confidence. Too many of us, we just throw our confidence away. I don't believe it anymore. I don't want to get my hopes up anymore. Could it be it's your confidence that's getting you through? Cast not away, therefore your confidence, which has Great recompense. He, he, he didn't say it was your, your, your promise fulfilled that had great recompense of reward. It's your confidence that has a great reward. Next verse. For ye have need of patience. That word patience is hupomene or endurance. You have need of endurance. You received a promise. But now you have need of endurance. That after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So here it is. God gave you a promise. Gave your word. And he said you have need of patience, endurance. Endure. You got to endure some things. Why, why do you have to endure, endure that you can do the will of God? See, God's will is involved with the promise. See, it's just a, no, God, you just promised me something. Now, just give it to me. Forget will. Forget plan. Forget purpose. Just give me promise. After you've done the will of God, you're going to receive the promise. But you have need, thank you, of endurance. I know you didn't volunteer. I just drafted you. Man, the Bible tells us, turn with me to Genesis chapter 41, verse 50. I'm going to read a little bit about this. Genesis, thank you, sir. Listen, look at this. And until Joseph were born two sons before the years of the famine came, which Asenath, the daughter of whoever, priest of On, bare unto him. Part of fear or whatever. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For God said, he have made me forget. Everybody say forget. All my toil. Look, look at that. He named his first son. Everybody on board with me? And if you have a promise, you, you need to be paying attention. Don't tune me out. He named his first son Manasseh. Which means God had made, who made him the toil? God had made me to forget all my toil. God made me forget all my toil. You're going to have to go through something. Now, I don't know about you, but the toil don't seem pretty, you know, I don't, it's not inviting. And all, oh, he made me to forget all my toil, everything I went through in Egypt. 
and all my father's house. Notice that. God made, you understand what that is saying? God made me to forget all my toil and all of my father's house. You know what? God made him forget about that promise. Some of us get so wrapped up. Oh, the promise. The promise. It hadn't come. The promise, the promise, the promise, the promise. He made him forget all that toil and effort and all my father's house. That's what the promise was. Because he didn't get focused on that. He began to focus on God's purpose and will for his life. Here we go. We're breaking it down now. And the name of the second called he Ephraim. For God has caused me, and this is what that word means, just like uh, Manasseh means cause to forget. Ephraim means double fruit. He said, he named his son Ephraim, for God have caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Here we go. <laughs> Woo. While you're waiting for your promise, I just have a question for you. Do you see the fruit while you're in the land of your affliction? Can you identify the blessings that God has been? Some people can't even see everything that God is doing while they're in their situation. When everybody else can see what God is doing. Get all bent out of shape like God is not doing anything in your life. That's baloney. While God, while Joseph was in this problem, God was blessing. While he was in the prison, God was blessing him. When he was down in the pit, God sent some travelers along the way so he could get picked up out of the pit. When he was accused of rape, the death, it was the death penalty that he should, exp- should have experienced. But he had favor with God and they just put him in a prison. They put him in a prison just long enough for the uh, cupbearer to come. Just long enough for the butler to come. And then God caused the butler to dream a dream. And God caused the cupbearer to dream a dream. Why? So God can elevate Joseph. And God can show Joseph, I'm still with you. I'm still giving you vision. I'm still giving you. You may not have a dream now, but I'm allowing you to help others in their dream. You can't get to the place to help others in their dream. You won't see the fulfillment of your dream. Joseph was able to take his eyes off himself, off his toil, off his father's house, and help somebody with their dream. He said, my second son is is double fruit. God's causing me to be fruitful in my worst situation. Imagine what it's going to be like when the promise comes. When promise arises, because problems come, difficulties, and all that, I I just got a question for you. It's very easy for you to feel disenfranchised by people. That's, That's the way we feel. It's like we, 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 we're shut off in the whole world. It's just me. 
It ain't even myself and I. You feel so lonely. My suffer's over here, eyes way over there, and it's just me. You wish you had me, myself, and I together, but you're so disenfranchised. And then you get disconnected from your promise and your dream. I don't even want to think about it. You begin to do all these psychosics, uh, you know, some, you know, psycho, uh, 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 what you call these things, uh, yeah, you become psychoanalytical. You try what you call when you try to dupe somebody else. The opposite. What is it called? Reverse psychology. That's it. You know, you try to trick yourself, thinking, well, maybe if I trick God enough, maybe it'll come. You used to say, God, I believe you. I believe you. God, I believe you. It didn't work, so you start saying, God, you're not going to do it. I don't believe you. God, you're not going to do it. No, no, no. Looking all the time, looking for it. You know why? Y'all okay? You know why? Because get that. Get get your son, please. Get your son. I'm sorry. He's not. He's not doing anything wrong. I want you. I'm, it's not like that. All right. I'm just doing what I feel in the Holy Ghost. All right. Doing what I feel in the Holy Ghost. And where was I? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we do that reverse psychology stuff. And we don't need to do all that. We don't have to play all these, you know. We don't need that kind of stuff. Because the problem, we, the reason why we do all that is because our eyes is too focused on the promise and not on God's purpose. I, I, I don't know how some things are going to happen. And I'm going to tell you what, I worked up, I toiled for some promises. But I've chosen to get, align, get in alignment with God's purpose and his will. And now I don't get all bogged down with the promise. Because when he does it, how he does it, that's his business. Hello? I'm trying to help somebody in here. Oftentimes, God uses affliction to align you. Hello? When I, when I worked in, uh, I worked in uh, shock trauma, it, it was a wonderful technique. If you came in with a dislocated shoulder, you get laid up on the table, Somebody get up on you. Put all that weight. And they. They just realigned you.
Now, you can stay disjointed. Or you can let God allow that affliction to come in your life to align you. Because if you were ready for the promise, you would have received it. A lot of times we always think we're ready for something. We know so much more than God. It's just incredible. We, we, we know, you know, we got, we, we cornered a market on every, we got it all figured out. God, you're sleeping. I think God knows exactly what he's doing, even when I don't like it. We need, to, we just need to say, God, I don't understand, but I know you know what you're doing. You're around a whole lot long. Oh, come on. He said, my thoughts are hiding your thoughts. My ways are hiding your ways. He said, I know the thought I think towards you. Oh. Bible says of Israel, he says, hey, after the 70 years are accomplished at Babylon. I will visit you. Here we go. Jeremiah 29, 10. Put that on the screen. For thus, everybody say this together. For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished. Now, you don't have to say all that now, but that's fine. Now, we're not getting into that tradition type of stuff. He said, after 70 years are accomplished. Meaning when, when the 70 years are over, it's not going to happen in year 69. It's not going to happen in year 69 in nine months. It's not going to happen in year 69 in 11 months and 29 days and 23 hours and 49 minutes. It's going to happen at the set time. And at the set time, at the 70 years be accomplished, finished, performed at Babylon. Everybody say at Babylon. I will visit. You know what the word Babylon means? Confusion. Look it up. While you're in the midst of your confusion, while you're in the midst of the enemy, I put you there. And when that time is up and when it's accomplished, I'm going to come and visit you, not before it's time. I'm going to come right at the right time and, perf oh, and perform my good word, not work. I'm going to perform my good word toward you and causing you to return to this place. Keep going. For I know the thoughts I think toward you. God says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. I don't know what you're accusing me of. I don't know what you're trying to say about me. That you, You're trying to say I'm not faithful. You're trying to say I'm playing games with you. You're trying to say I'm just trying to play some cruel trick in your life. I know the thoughts I think towards you. I hope this is all right. The thoughts of peace and not evil. To give you an expected end. But it's got to be at the appointed time. What, what, what's going on now? Because I'm just allowing you to go through some things. There's some, there's some confusion in there, and there's some trouble, and there's some difficulty, and all these things are going on. But I'm telling you, there's an appointed time. With every promise, there's also an appointment. 
know the thoughts I think towards you. I'm going to give you expecting. I'm going to do this in your life. Joseph had the position his brothers envied. You, you get that? And, 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 and the, pro, the preeminence that he had envisioned. All the, 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 he, go, I want you to put, let me do this. Put this on the screen. Put Genesis chapter 42 in verse 6. Watch this. Now, we, we know that his brothers, they, they kind of envy his position, and, and, and they, all they could look at was his, uh, his entitlement. They couldn't look at their portion. They couldn't look at what they really had and what God was going to do in their lives. But let me tell you, every time you get something from God, it affects everybody around you. Every time. You feel like you're so alienated. Let me tell you, when you have a promise, my friends, it affects everybody around. And God is doing more than you think he's doing. God do something over here. Guess what? God's going to do something with that person. And God's waiting. God's over there. Somebody's over there. And, 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 and they're trying to see what's going on. And, and all these things are intertwined and ta- entangled and, and everything else. And God is doing a whole bunch of stuff. But we think it's all about our promise. It's all we think about. And, and, and Joseph's brothers, they, 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 they was fearing the, the preeminence. And, and, and Joseph, he was focused and embracing the, the uh, prominence. And the prominence was, hey, I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to be a prominent person. But they didn't look at he's going to be a prominent person. They looked at he's going to rule over us. So Joseph was the governor over the land. And, and, hold on, let me make sure I get there. And he, and it, and he, it, whoa, whoa, what's going on? And he, it, man, is that right? <laughs> you see that? And Joseph was the governor over the land, and he, it was that to- sold to all the people of the land. My goodness. Say that three times. And Joseph's brethren came and bowed themselves before him with their faces to the earth. Now check that out. They bowed their faces to the earth. Verse number seven, watch this. And Joseph saw his brethren, and he knew them, but made himself strange unto them, and spoke, or spake what? Roughly to them. You see? That wasn't nice. God was still working on Joseph. And he spoke roughly to them. He dealt harshly with them. He started testing them and doing all these strange things. And, and, but at, at that time, uh, his dream wasn't totally fulfilled yet. Wasn't fulfilled yet. His brothers was going to bow down. His father was going to bow down and everything else. And, and, but see, it wasn't just all his brothers at first. And you read the story, you'll find out his, his dream hadn't come to pass yet. But it was getting ready to happen. He dealt roughly with them, then he started accusing them, and then he played tricks with them. He said, where's your younger brother, and you go get him, and and where's your father? Is he dead? All that. All those things were going on while God was still working on Joseph. Everybody say, God is still working on me. Keep on, let's keep on going. I'll start there. Since and Joseph dreamed. Here we go. Oh, verse number. Where are we? Let's see where I am. Yeah, verse number eight. And Joseph knew his brethren, 
but they knew him not. Verse number nine, knew him, knew him not, whatever, not him, knew not him. Man, I'm about to try that. And Joseph, here we go. And Joseph, here we are. Listen to that, folks. Remember before God caused him to forget. Now, and Joseph remembered after he spoke harshly to him. After he spoke harshly and roughly to his brothers. After he felt all that stuff started rising to the surface. All the anger, the pent-up anger, and, and all that stuff that God was working on. It finally came to the surface because he wasn't ready at first. And Joseph remembered the dreams which he had dreamed of them and said unto them, Ye are spies to see the nakedness of the land. Are ye come? And he went on talking to his brothers. And, and we know he's, he's, he's trying to, try to see where their heart was. And so here it is. At first, God was causing them to forget. And, and God was working on it now. God said, now it's time for you to remember what I've said I was going to do. Because I'm great. I'm great to work this thing right now. And, and I, I, I know we get to the place, like I said, where we, we just want to block it out. And we got to allow God, when we get our focus and our attention on God's purpose and God's will and God's plan, God blesses and moves, moves us along, progresses us along, and then he's going to bring back that promise to the forefront. But the problem is we keep the promise to the forefront and put the, uh, and put the purpose in the back, background. And God can't do what he's trying to do. Because we're so caught up with the, 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 the promise, we can't even find the will of God. Will of God, purpose of God, I want my promise. I'm, am I talking to somebody in here tonight? Your promise is going to affect your journey. And, and this whole thing, your promise in your journey is going to affect somebody else along the way. Verse, uh, turn to chapter 50 and verse number 15. Try to wrap this thing up. It must be getting late. It's not that late. I'm about to help somebody. Anybody have a promise? Promises? Anybody tired of waiting for that promise? That's one of those traps. Got you. <laughs> Man, try to get out. Too late. You can't wiggle out of that one. Got you. <laughs> and when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. They acknowledged that they were wrong. They repented of their wrong. You know, it, it would be a sad thing if I have a promise from God and I allow everything that's happened in my life cause me to be so bitter. And God can't work and do what he needs to do, and I end up lost or whatever because of my bitterness. And the person and everything that happened in my life, they, they all fine now. Y'all seen that? Somebody, did, somebody just went, somebody just did you so wrong. You know, 
Put the fiddle out. Fiddle. fiddle. No, the fiddle. Gotta be the fiddle. Yeah, violin, I guess, is even. Mm, you know. Get the sad face. And, you know, they, they, they've done wrong. Right? And you all messed up. Your situation is not right because God didn't do, do you right. You know, some people spend years living a life, living for God, and they, they battle so much with God has done them wrong. And then that person, they all saved now. They up front getting it on. You're like, how can they do that after what they did to me? <laughs> they phony, hypocrite. They said it's me, they done it to me. Now they up there praising. Hey, they got they got cleansed. They 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 forgiven now. And you all, you you know, some people are going to go to hell of what because of what somebody else did to them. And that person who you're blaming, they're going to be in heaven, shouting in heaven. Now, you were the victim, right? They were the perp, betrayed I use the perp. They were the perp. They were the perp. And you the vic. That's not fair. God, how could you let that happen? And then you lose your place in God. They, they got it together. They, we, we, we've done them wrong. Man, this guy's going to kill us. Because they remember how rough he dealt with them. Man, this guy was hard on us. I, I know now dad is going to see he only started getting nice again and giving us food. That's what he did. And all that because pop was living. He just wanted us to bring papa to him. Now, now he got daddy. He was fine. Now dad is dead. We're in trouble. That's what they thought. Verse number 16. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph. They couldn't they didn't even go to their own brother. They sent the messenger. Thy father did, did command before he died, saying, they said, hey, go to, go to Joseph and say this. Your, your, your daddy said this. So shall ye say unto Joseph, forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brother. They said, hey, this is what you, you loved your father. Now, before he died, he said this. <laughs> That's what they did. This is what your daddy said you need to do. You need to forgive us. Don't kill us. Thou trespass of thy brother and their sin. For they did evil in, in, uh, unto thee, and they did unto thee evil. They talking like Yoda, the backwards. <laughs> Evil they did. Man. Now go back. I wasn't finished reading. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of <laughs> see now they're gonna say, and the servants of God thy father. The servants the servants of God thy father. See here we go. Now now we're the servants of God. Forgive us. We, we, we golly people now. And Joseph wept when they spake to him, unto him. 
Look at that. He changed his disposition. Now he, he realized how they viewed him. He realized how he looked around everybody else. And he realized, hey, maybe I wasn't so innocent. Maybe God was doing something in me. Mm-hmm. And his brethren also went and, and fell down before his face. And they said, behold, we be thy servants. We will serve you. This is what you saw in the dream. This is what you saw. You saw our sheaves bowing down before you. Your whole life, that's all you lived for. From that very day you got up before us and shared us with his dream, all you talked about was that your sheep was standing up and we bowed down before you. We let you know right now, Joseph, hey, we're your servants. Just don't kill us. Your dream has finally come to pass. We're yours. This is the fulfillment of Joseph's dream. Right here. Wasn't any time before then. Next verse. And Joseph said unto them, fear not. For am I in the place of God? Next verse. Please. But as for you, you thought evil against me. I want you. I remember it. But God. Everybody say, but God. You matter for evil. What I went through, it was, it was rough. Hey, uh, being away from my family, waiting so long for the promise. But God had a purpose. God meant it for good. Why? Because this is about his purpose. To bring to pass as it is what? This day is the fulfillment of God's promise. To save much people alive. Now I know it wasn't about me standing over top of you in some position. Now I know it wasn't all about me and who I am and, and what God is going to do in my life. Now I know it's not centered around my world. Now I understand the picture is much bigger. Now I understand God is expecting to do something greater. Now I got to see the vision. It's not just about my promise but it's about God's purpose. He want to save much people alive I finally got his purpose now next verse now therefore fear ye not I fear ye not I will nourish you and your little ones and he comforted them and spake kindly unto them so no more rough talk did not understand the purpose. When it was all about his promise, he spoke roughly to them. But when he finally got the revelation of God's promise and realized, it was me. You did wrong, but I'm not going to focus on that. I understand the promise. And from that moment on, Joseph was able to speak kindly to them. When they first lived together, the brothers didn't speak kindly to him. Remember, all the way back in the land of Canaan, in the land of the fathers, he went and he spoke the evil report about them. And they didn't speak kindly to him. And all this friction was going on all along while God was about to do something. And God, when God was about to do something, he gave Joseph a promise.
But God wasn't focused on the promise. Hear what I'm saying? We get so wrapped up in the promise. We get so focused on the promise. We get so wrapped up and caught up in the dream. And that thing is so small in the eyes and on the scale of God. Because God has a bigger picture and God has a bigger plan. If we can just get a hold of God's big big picture and this big plan and get focused on that, guess what? God is able to do and change the things he needs to do in us. And guess what? Here we are. Now we're ready. Won't you stand? When God's promise becomes bigger, I'm sorry, when God's purpose becomes bigger than our promise. Sometimes you wouldn't put your head down. I'm not picking on you. I hope you understand that. You're not throwing the towel on God. But sometimes you feel like, you know what? What I thought God was going to do. And everything will come about to make it seem like that thing is not coming to pass. Could it be that's God's plan and design? He brought Abraham to the place 99 years old. The The clock was ticking. Hear me now. The clock was ticking. There is no way old Abraham can have a child right now. Sarah is 90 years old. She was past the time for childbearing. And God says, hey, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get you past the time of your strength. And now that you're dead in body, now Sarah's womb is dead. Let me show you what I'm about to do now. Your promise is not predicated on you. I'm doing my purpose. And I'm going to make you a father of many nations. And I'm going to bless them to bless you. And I'm going to curse them to curse you. Hey, when you look up at the stars, you'll see what I'm going to do. When you look at the sand of the seashore, you know what I'm going to do. Because I have a purpose that's greater than, and it goes far beyond your limitations. Come on right now in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Come on, God is doing something right now. Yeah. God is performing a miracle right now before your very eyes. In the name of Jesus Christ. When you least expect it. Come on, somebody's faith needs to rise up. 
You begin to throw in the towel and say, it can't happen. It's far past the appointed time. It's far beyond what God can do. God is able to raise it from the dead. In the name of the Lord. Come on, people of God, and you have a promise. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yando robo sanda. Yando robo sande yeki yando. Sando robo sande lekitolo. Yeah, come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, people of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Brother Vaughn, I want you to come and pray with him. Brother Vaughn, in the name of Jesus. You dream big here. Those things in you, that's not from you. In the name of Jesus. Come on, in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. That's it. Yeah, yeah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, hallelujah. God's moving on some people right now. Right now, right now, right now. Come on, get a hold of that dream. Get a hold of that promise. And then give it to God. Get a hold of his purpose. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I need some people to help me pray right now. Come on, I know it's Thursday night, but the Holy Ghost is here. In Jesus' name. Yonder Robo. Come on, somebody feel out after God right now. Come on, maybe you need to pray. Maybe you have a promise. Won't you come up here? And you've been so focused on your promise. You've been getting so messed up because of your promise. Why don't you get a hold of God's purpose? I said purpose must exceed promise. Purpose must exceed promise. In Jesus' name. I believe, I believe God. I believe God. Come on in Jesus' name. Just what he said. So your purpose, God. Your purpose, God. Let me get a hold of your purpose, Lord. Your purpose. Your purpose. Your purpose. Your plan. Your will. In Jesus' name. Come on, just for a few moments. Just for a few moments. Just for a few moments. I know we don't want to think about it. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Stop thinking about the promise and think about the purpose. Think about the purpose. In Jesus' name. I believe God. I believe God. That He will do. Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. You've been down in the dumps too long every time you think about the problems. 
You've been down in the dumps too long every time you think about the promise. Come on, somebody change their thinking. In Jesus' name. God doesn't want you to get so consumed with the promise that you can't see his purpose. You can't see what he's doing in your life. All you can see is the pit. All you can see is the prison. All you can see is the persecution. All you can see is the accusation of Potiphar's wife. And you can't see what God is doing. Come on in Jesus' name. Yonder robo sanda la 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 boho sanda baha. I trust and obey. In Jesus' name. Come on, just for a few more moments. It's not even. It's not even nine o'clock yet. Come on. That's it. Your purpose, God. All things work together for the good. All things work together for the good. To them that love God and those that are called according to his purpose. I am the call according to his purpose. Not the call according to his promise. I'm not the call according to his promise. I'm the call according to his purpose. I'm the call according to his purpose. According to his purpose. Align me with his purpose. I don't want to be aligned with the promise, but I want to be aligned with the purpose, God. That's what I'm called to. That's what I'm called for. You just use the promise to get me to the purpose. The promise is just a tool. It's just a tool for the purpose. In Jesus' name. Give us the revelation, oh God. Give us the understanding. Give us the insight. In Jesus' name. Shanda Robo Satabakaya. Ikaraha Mahashe Anda Robo Hussain. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Ilaraha Mahashe Anda Robo Hussain. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Your promise leads to your purpose. Make the promise, God, small and minute in light of your purpose. Magnify your purpose in my life, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God.